Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of It's Worth Living. The title for this episode is Being Thankful Doesn't Stop Just Yet. Again, it is Being Thankful Doesn't Stop Just Yet. All right, Pete, I hope our listeners are enjoyed their Thanksgiving holiday whether with family, friends, virtually, or solo. Despite this new norm that we're living in, my hope is that each one of you are safe and blessed. Tonight's topic, it sounds good when things are going well in our lives, but how many of us truly are thankful for the burdensome challenges, loss of words, and ready to give up on life experiences that we either bring on ourselves or the ones where we are tested to see what the end result will be. When the going gets tough, are you up for the challenge and still able to give thanks? Our guest tonight is no stranger to challenging experiences. His life surely was tested through the process, but learned and continues to learn on sharing and giving thanks. Please welcome to the show, author and producer, Mr. Walter Martin. Welcome to our show. Now, when we read your story, we really uh, were, were very touched in a way because of how things turn around. But how about you tell us what happened? Well, uh, at 18, I got in my stuff in some trouble with uh, robbery charges and gun charges and just, you know, running around the streets being a little hooligan. And I uh, ended up in prison with a 15-year charge, I mean, 15-year sentence. So in that time, I had to uh, figure out what I wanted to do with myself mm-hmm. going forward. Because, I mean, I, I, I couldn't be 30-plus years old having done all that time in there and uh, go right back to the nonsense I was doing. That's just, that's just a fruitless life. So, you know, I started reading, started uh Started started falling in love with reading actually, so I, I I just took a shot at writing, and it's just something that stuck. Once people started to read a little bit of what I put together, it might be three or four chapters here, a couple lines here, but they'd be like, "Yeah, keep pushing that. That wasn't bad. It's, it reads like a real book." Da, 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 da. And I'd be like, "Well, it is a real book. I mean, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm putting forth the effort to do a real book." But those kind of words, when they really really want to read it, a prisoner is about your best critic for a book. To be honest with you, uh, that's all they do is read. <laughs> so, you know, they read probably five to ten times as much as people on the street. Mm. So there's, I mean, I had the best, I had the best critics, I had the best people pushing me uh, as far as writing. Uh, it was something. It was something that needed to be done. Uh, I, I pray on it. I lose faith. Have faith. This specific book came long after me trying to do a. I wrote a few books by hand, and uh, I threw them in the trash. And my cellmate, he walked down there and got them, and brought them back to me. Mm. <laughs> He's like, "Don't give up on your dream. It's gonna be alright." So it wasn't too long after that that I sat down in my room and I was like, "You know, write a book about a guy, maybe in my situation, down on himself." Might want to sell his soul or whatnot. He might want to sell his soul. And uh, 
what would that be like? So I just like, man, I could put all these circumstances together with the things. I was like, I don't want to make a plain, hey, give me your soul. Uh, I'll give you the world. It was kind of boring. I was like, okay, that's like, eh. So I was like, okay, all these different religions, all these different beliefs, all these different people I'm around, I'm seeing them, I'm hearing their groups, and I'm like, okay, I'm hearing their faith, I'm hearing their, uh, their lack of faith and why they lack faith. I'm hearing, it didn't matter if you were black or white, I'd talk to you every day, just talking, talking and studying and reading the Bible and learning the Bible to, 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 to artfully craft a dialogue between the devil and the flesh mm-hmm. and a person who was in need like myself, because it, it comes like you asked how that road was, that, that road is a trying road. It, prison is more mental than anything. I mean, you know, it's one of those things that's like, you know, it. It's like this, man. If you are an asset in prison, you're okay. Like, if you can come in and play sports really good, people probably won't even bother you much. If you've got the drugs, if you just got the girls, you got pictures, whatever you have. So it's like, it's a mental thing. And once that mental starts to bother you, you start to ask yourself a lot of questions. And that mental is where your God and your devil is. That's where they reside at, you know? So, uh, the story is really kind of crazy. You got to read the story. I mean, the devil even tells him, man, it's on you to control me. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I work for you. So he kind of, he flips it on him, which is really true. It's truth because he's only cheering you on to do what you want to do. So when I was mad at my family for not writing me this and that, I'm thinking, oh, they don't love me anymore. It's, it's really the devil in your head. He wants you to separate from your family. He wants you to be away from them. He wants you to be out here doing nonsense instead of really... And when you get home, it's really just all good. People see you, they love you. And it's like, oh, it was in my head the whole time. And you, and you start to see that too. Like, uh, you might have that funny feeling that people are talking about you when you walk off, you know? That's what he wants. Mm-hmm. He wants that pain. And, and I draw that out in this story. I draw it out perfectly. I mean, the paranoia of everything. I mean, he, man, the way they go back and forth. Man, I, I take my time and I feel like, I honestly feel like it's one of those books I was spiritually led to write. Crazy as that sounded in modern times, uh, I think I relate more with my experience now to the prophets of then. I don't think there was really that much special about the prophets. I feel like they were people who had, uh, they're no different than we are today. I mean, there's nothing new under the sun. The Bible says that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Man had to eat then, man has to eat now. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the prophets, some of them, they did. They were just a little more unique, a little more keen in the head than others. We see that now. We see doctors and lawyers, people who are just, I mean, minutes to seconds on people. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're way ahead. So that's I'm thinking that's what the prophets were. I'm thinking that's what Jesus was. I can see now in modern times when you're doing good and uh, people don't like you. So I can see that uh, in Jesus's times, if it was like really small communities and he came bucking the system and people was feeling him, yeah, they was they had to get rid of uh, they had to get rid of him. So you know, we talk about so many religious and spiritual things in the book, and it it touches a nerve with people because it's dark. I wanted to t- I wanted to create a different genre. I wanted to make faith based movies that were dark. I mean, it shows drug addiction. It shows prostitution. It shows the real devil. Because listen, man, the, the God is God is a two, God is two parts. 
Mm-hmm. If you can get control of your conscience, that's your spirit. Your conscience and your spirit's working side by side. That's what the character has to get in the story. He has to realize, man, I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my spirituality. My spirituality is my mind. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So technically he, he he went crazy. You know, uh I describe Satanism in the book is one who would just completely open up to his sin. You don't have to be out and killing people and uh, barking at people and wearing all the, you don't have to do that, but we'll say that. But yeah, you don't even have to really do all that. You don't have to put on a front for the public. That's what the fools, that's what the devil wants you to put a, put a show on, blah, blah, blah. The name of my book is The Devil's Deceit because he deceives you. This is how he deceives you. He even tells you in there, it's okay to still be godly. See, he, he's like, you know, I know you're not going to be fully evil. The people are acting like they're fully evil. They're putting on a show. The real Satanists, they just indulge in their sin and they keep it moving. They're, they're not going to always be fully evil. Of course, they'll love their kids. Of course, they'll probably give you a sandwich if you were hungry. Sorry, and that's a godly thing to do. The devil won't trip. But he tells you, if you go out here and do donations, just make sure that you toot your horn. Just make sure that everybody in the world knows mm-hmm. that I did this. Mm-hmm. That you can kiss. because now it's going to be about vanity rather than being godly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he tells him when you go when yeah he tells him I want to put a little he said I want to put me in everything he does I can overtake him so that's one of the things I, I noticed when I was in prison uh one of the things that kept me going in there to keep me my sanity was just just staying focused and paying attention I played sports I read I wrote you know saying I've never really been a weak minded person uh. I think whatever you are, you know how they say money makes you more of what you are. Mm-hmm. I, I think prison could make you a lot more of what you are too. It's, mm-hmm. it's either gonna make you a hustler, it's gonna make you a fighter, it's gonna make you a killer. It's gonna make it's gonna make what's really in you come out, mm-hmm. and it can make the soft side. It makes the soft side of people come out too. That mm-hmm. was it was all it was there all along. You know, mm-hmm. we just didn't know it. So. Um, I was always cool with people. Like I said, my head was always high. I've always, I've always had a strong mind. And, I, and you know what really drove me to be fully 100% honest, to prove people wrong about me? Because I know but without a shadow of doubt that I got counted out when I went to prison. Mm-hmm. I know people counted me out. Mm-hmm. And that fire inside, I think it was the devil and God. I think, you know... I think there's a healthy imbalance we need to find. You need to balance. You'll never just be able to shake the devil or whatever you want to call it. The devil, negativity, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's real. And you got to be able to balance it. You got to be able to balance your emotions like none other because you'll get confused and start thinking people hate you and this and that and this and that. It'll ruin relationships. And that's what, that, that's what goes on with the character in the book. Plays in your head. You know, so many, so many things, the negativity, it just gets put in there. And that's the main focus of this book. I mean, there's a part even where I show a preacher losing his faith a little bit. He's a little shaky about running his church. It's a little small money ain't coming in. And he's like, man, you know, I'm I'm not going to say my faith is shaky or anything, but you know, there's a difference between having faith and being a fool. And the devil likes to slide into the spaces in between there, too. You know, sometimes, honestly, man, when you hear that voice in your head telling you, and it might sound negative, that really might be God. Mm-hmm. 
Makes a lot of sense. Like, if you come over to a spot and you're like, man, I do not like these dudes, man. They lame. They don't do this. They don't do And it might seem like you're saying something bad about them, but is it factual? If it's factual, that's godly. Hmm. Last time I checked, God got onto people in the Bible by getting rid of them. So if it, if it's if this comes to a few little words that might hurt your feelings, I think you can handle it in comparison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if I can't keep it real with you, I can't be godly with you. So that that's just what we're standing at. I mean, you call it sometimes that that and the devil, the devil will play in your head in that fashion too. Like he'll have you feeling bad about thinking righteously. Like it, it's crazy. It, it, it's peace crappy. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that type of evil, that type of negativity, it's crappy. It finds its way into the cracks of things, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, even with the character in the book, I always knew it was going to be a movie. Uh, it's too good not to be a movie. Wow, man, this is a lot. Quite, quite interesting. Uh, before you move forward, let's take a quick break. Welcome back. Uh, we uh, hope that our listeners are still with us. When and how did you know that you wanted this story to be a movie? So yeah, I knew I wanted to do a movie. I knew I wanted to do a movie from the beginning. I mean, there's, movies is just the height of things. It's just super cool. I, mean, I grew up in watching movies all the time. We go as a family, my mom, dad, uh, my brother. And those were always fun times. So I was like, man, this would be kind of cool to do. So when I was writing, I was like, man, as I'm writing it, I'm seeing it as a movie. I might as well do a movie. And I'm seeing this guy, Tyler Perry, all the time on TV. And I'm like, man, that's awfully cool that how he came up from that, that, that hardship. And I want to do that. Like, that's, that's awfully cool to have achieved that. Uh, to anybody even out there going through any kind of hardships, I would say, man, you just got to stick it through. I have talked about my book and my movie every single day for the last 15 years. I have not let up on that thought. And that is the pure definition of the law of attraction. The moment I saw it, I became it. I've been rich for 15 years. Mm. I've been a millionaire. (laughs) You know? Mm. You know, if your spirit is strong, you're richer than any dollar. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean... It's only, I mean, what makes you smile more, a hug from your mother or a thousand dollars? The hug from mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 It's priceless, really. It truly is, you know? So stick it out, man. Make it happen. Make it exist. Make it you. Make it yours, man. I mean, it ain't nothing. Hmm. I want to make a movie. People see movie. I see business. I want to start a business. Mm-hmm. I need employees actors i need product movie it's really not that difficult to put it together as a concept to make it a movie it's mm-hmm. really kind of simple mm-hmm. i've not met any resistance but mm-hmm. i feel like i've been guided i've been in some situations i had a car wreck last year and i almost died and and, and i've been going through some situations since i've been home i've been evicted a few things but i've always made it through and it's like you don't need to worry or panic about nothing let it be man you just got to let it you know how they say let go and let god mm-hmm. that's really just don't let worry i mean it's not like you're letting go and letting somebody there's no god 
that's just going to take over your situation. Faith without works is dead. You have to get up and do something. It's already done if you'll take the proper steps to do it. That's what mm-hmm. they mean. It ain't that it's already written. It's a blueprint to life. If you go to work and save money, you'll have money. There's a blueprint to it. There's a blueprint to life. If you do good in life, good things happen. It's unfortunate that sometimes bad things happen to good people, but that's just life. Because everybody else is on their path as well. Sometimes they cross, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so where thing of that. where would the audience be able to find your book? You'll they... be able to find my book on Amazon.com. Okay. And Amazon. what's the title? Amazon.com. Or you can get directly in touch with me, Walter Martin, on Facebook. My Facebook page is nothing but the book. You'll see me on there with the banner and everything. Mm-hmm. We sell it directly. If you're close enough, I'll mail it to you. If I got a stock, uh, I keep I keep 100 to 150 at a time. It's on Amazon.com. It's easy to find right there. 20 bucks, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the better reads you would have. I'm not just saying that because I wrote it. There it is, folks. We hope that you were inspired by Mr. Martin's story and hope that you know you do the same in focusing on something that is positive even when things are rough. Uh, as usual, we want to remind everybody, I am remarkably made. You are remarkably made. We're all remarkably made. And therefore, it's worth living.